can a man be washed white as snow in blood? The precious blood of Jesus. Amen. Praise, praise, praise God. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. God bless you all. We thank God for being in the house of the Lord one more time. Certainly, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I choose to rejoice and be glad. So we do give respect to all this here and all those that are tuned in via social media today. Just thinking about this Advent season. Looking toward Christmas Day, that day that we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh God, we have so much to be grateful for. So we thank God today. Before we get into the Word of God, I'm going to ask if Sister Raquel would come. She wanted to share from her heart. As we're praying for Raquel and Brother Alex, we laid her mom to rest on this past week. Come on, Sister Raquel.
that really kind of jumped into my spirit. Preparing the way for the Lord. Verse 1 says, <clears throat> Now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip tetrarch of Ituria in the region of Traconitus and Licinius, give all those words, will you? Uh, tetrarch of Abilene, while Annas and Caiaphas were high priests, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. Okay. You know, it sounds like, okay, what's, what's with all of these names? What's, what's happening with all of these people? You see, but, but this is the time. So, so John is looking forward to what Jesus would do. And he's setting the stage. It's like right now we know that we have presidents and we have governors and we have officials. We got all kind of, we got the Pope, we got all kind of folks today. But yet and still, we're called to prepare the way for the Lord. And so during this time, in the, uh, in the 15th year of, uh, of Tiberius Caesar, he took over for uh, uh, Caesar Augustus. We, we hear about him in Luke 1. Uh, he, all of these folks had in all of their glory as it would be on this natural side were in place just like we have powers in place today it was powers in place then I'm glad that God is no respecter of persons I, I'm glad that you don't have to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth or inherit something for God to use you okay. I found out that God uses plain old ordinary people to do his will. See, greater is he who is within us than he does in the world. It talks about Pontius Pilate being governor of Judah. We remember Pilate. Jesus stood before him. He asked Jesus, what is truth? Truth was standing right in front of him. You know, Herod being the tetrarch of Galilee. Uh, you know, Herod the Great. He, he, all these other names we looked at, uh, he installed his three Sons in positions to to rule over all of that known area at the time of that region of Palestine. And then it talks about in verse 2 about Anus and Caiaphas were the high priests. You, know, you, you remember that names when it came to the crucifixion of Jesus. Uh, you know, they supposedly from the priestly line of Levi. You were supposed to be in that position for life. Caiaphas was the high priest because Rome had taken Annas down. And, and, and yet the people still wanted to recognize him. So, and, and matter of fact, uh, Caiaphas was Annas' son-in-law. I mean, you know, you're talking about back in the day, cronyism and nepotism and everything else was going on. But you know, none of that stuff stops God. That's right. That's right. This is why we can't get caught up with what the news media is saying. All right. You know what 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 voices all around us, all the noise we're hearing every day. But the question is, what is God saying? Yes. See, we can get caught up all with our favorite news station. And, and these and news today is nothing but propaganda. But if you want to know truth, if you want to know what, what's going on, get in the word of God. Amen. Amen. 
open up the Bible and see what thus saith the Lord. I love reading scripture when it says, thus saith the Lord. Ah, hallelujah. That came straight from headquarters. And he has a plan for us. And, and so, so here was the, the two high priests. The, but here it is. The word of God came to John. Now, John, we know that John the Baptist. What are some things we know about him? That he was filled with the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb. That's right. Because when, when Mary, the mother of Jesus, approached Elizabeth, the baby jumped yeah. in a womb. Said, all right, God, God, you're doing something here. And, and, and he, he was a kind of rough fellow. You see, sometimes if folks come in all dressed up in churches, we might want to move them to the front. Somebody else come in looking ragged, move them to the back. God, God is no respect the person again. But this man, John, he was, guess what he was wearing? He, he didn't go to some of these fancy men's stores. He was wearing camel's hair. Had a leather girdle on. And was eating locusts and wild honey. And God, but God called him. See, he was a priest because his father was a priest. He was of a priestly line. Here we're going to see in these passages that God called him to be a prophet. To prophesy of things to come. Yes. And yet also he had another, that's what we're looking at today. He also was called to preach the word. Do you know that we're all in our own right are called to preach the word? Yes. This is why the subject today is preparing the way for the Lord. Yes. All we have to do is look around our families, look around our neighborhoods, look in, in our nation and across this world. People are dying every day without Jesus. People are dying every day. So it's time for us to, to get in, 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 in the groove with John here. So let me read the scriptures here. In verse 3, And he went into all the regions around the Jordan, <coughs> preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. It, this is interesting to me. He did, you know, and, and I began to look at this, and I said, you know what? Repentance was nothing new to God's people. I began to kind of look back through various Old Testament books and, and, and as, as Pastor Joel was teaching this morning in Power Hour, he was teaching about uh, uh, the law, the second law that was given to the children of Israel. And, and God has always wanted fellowship with his people. Yes. God desires fellowship. He wants to commune with us. He wants to talk with us. He he wants to hear from us. He, he inhabits our praises. Yes. That's the God we serve. So, so he, he, he went into all the region around Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance, which would be a, a visual declaration that I'm going to turn around. Yes. Listen to this definition of repentance. Repentance involves a complete, let me just say complete, an irreversible change of mind. You ever seen somebody going the wrong way? Remember that? What was that movie? The Poseidon Adventure? Adventure? When, when, when the, the one fellow, I think, he was a preacher, he was trying to lead the people the right way because the boat was turned upside down. And, he's, and they're going trying to get to the bottom of the boat, which is now up, so they could knock on the thing and get some help. But he saw other people going the wrong way. Come on, come on. No, they still going the wrong way. 
We need to go the right way. And the right way is following the Lord. So repentance involves a complete and irreversible change of mind, heart, and actions. Repentance recognizes that our sin, my sin, is offensive to God. It's, you know, I think we live in a time that don't too many folks repent no more. I understand. I know we're under grace. Thank God for grace. We're under mercy. Hallelujah. Thank God for mercy. But since we reckon you what 1 John 1 and 9 say, we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful to know? Yes, yes. But there needs to be some repenting going on there. All right. yeah. God, I'm sorry. I, I've let you down. I've done wrong. Thank you for your grace. Yes. Yes. To repent means to make an about face, a 180 degree turn, a hard directed Turn away from self, turn away from self to God. All right. From the past to the future. How many know that your past can tag and can have you anchored down? You can't move forward if you locked up in the past. All right. The past, you, you, you can't do nothing about the past, but you can do something about tomorrow. And one thing you can do about the past, you can learn from it. I ask people all the time, what did you learn from that situation you were going through? They say, nothing. Okay, you're going to repeat it again. That's right. Okay. But when you learn that, that I made a mistake, you learn that I should have went left when, when, when I went right, you, you learn from those things and you apply it to your life. So back to this definition. From the past to a future ruled by God's commands. All right. See, acknowledging that the Lord reigns supreme over everyone's existence. That's what repentance is. It's I don't intend to ever in life to do this again, God. And you know, the devil is so crafty, he'll have folks say, well, you don't really want to say that because you know you're going to do it. Say, no, no, uh-uh. No, God, I love you. Yes. Your blood never loses its power. Yes. That's right. That's it reaches right. to the highest mountain. Yes. It flows to the lowest valley. Have anybody ever been in the valley? Now, David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because you're with me. Yes. Oh, it's a blessing to know that God is with us today. Yes. So, saints, we need to prepare the way for the Lord. So, verse 4, as he, let me hit verse 3 again, uh, and verse 2 just to bring us back. Uh, when Angus and, and Caiaphas were high priests, the word of God came to John, the word of God. The word from God came to this, this ruddy preacher, this rough-looking fellow, out there preaching in the wilderness, eating locusts and wild honey. And here's all these other folks with their big robes on and their position. God said, okay, all oh, that's well and good for y'all. Boy, but I got a man. Yes. And, and he's got a message for you. Yes. See? He's going to let you know that a change is coming. And sometimes we need a change in our life. Oh, yes. If we keep doing the same thing all the time, getting the same same results, that's insanity. That's and so I know at one point I was out of my mind because I kept doing the same stuff over and over. But I'm so glad that the Lord looked beyond my faults yes. and he saw every one of my needs. He said, that boy needs some help. Yes. He, he needs a touch from me. Yes. He, he needs a dose of the Holy Ghost. All right. To get him straight. Praise God. And now I can sing a song. Goodbye world, I'm gone. Yes. 
Thank you, God. I moved to another location. And he went into all the region around the Jordan. Guess what? Preaching a baptism of repentance for the remissions of sin. You know, it's good for us to tell folks that Jesus loves you because he does. It's good to let the people know that if you're in trouble, you can call on the Lord and he'll help you. It's good to know and let somebody know that you know what? If you're sick, you can call on Jesus. For healing. Yes. All of these things are real. It's not naming and claiming, blabbing and grabbing, but it's, it's there's a Savior yes. who gave his life for you. Yes. And not only will he bless you here, he will transport you to heaven. People need to hear that, but they also need to hear, sir, ma'am, boy, girl, you need to repent. And here was the message. In verse 4, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet. Brother Mark read from Isaiah 40 this morning. Uh, back up a little few verses from where Mark was. And he, this is a quote from Isaiah 40, verse 3 through 5. And it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness. Yes. This is where John is tied into this whole narrative. He's fulfilling prophecy. He's feeling, uh, uh, Pastor John was preaching and teaching this morning uh, and, and letting us know that God has said, I'm going to do a new thing. Since you, since you can't keep the law, uh, since you, since you got a, a wicked heart and you, you got a messed up mind, he, he said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put my word down in your heart. I'm going to write my word on the tables of your heart. I'm going to put it in your mind. You're not going to have to wear stuff on your hands and phylacteries out in front of you to look at the word. He said, I'm going to put my word down on the inside. Isn't that a blessing? I believe when David said, you know, thy uh, word, God, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Have anybody in here hid the word in your heart? Do, do you have some word down in you that when things get tough, you reach down and you grab the word? God, you said no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Yes. God, you said if I'm sick, I can call on the name of Jesus. Yes. yes. Mm. So it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah. The prophet said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. And like I said, this was not new to God's people. He called them to repent down through history. He wants them to get it right. Mm -hmm. Conditional covenant. You do this and I'll do that. I'll make a way for you. And how many times did God bless the folks and they went completely the other way? Mm. How many of us know that we have that same potential today? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We can walk in the blessings of God. We can know that, that God is touching here, there, and everywhere. And we're not careful. That's right. We'll get amnesia mm -hmm. and forget what God has done for us. But the song says, Jesus, I'll never forget Hallelujah. what you've done for me. Yes. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. And Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Mm -hmm. Jesus, I'll never forget. So, so let me, I'm going to hit you and give you a few references here. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to the word and close it out. But repentance was not nothing new. In Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 6, God said, therefore, say to the house of Israel, here it is again. Thus saith the Lord God. I'm glad it's not thus said Kermit. 
you know, thus saith Al, but it's thus saith the, the Lord God, yes. the creator of the ends of the earth. The one who spoke and the universe came into existence. Yes. The one who said, let us make man in our own image and likeness. He's the one that this is talking about who's saying this. Therefore, they said, therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus said the Lord God, repent. Make an about face. I can't even do it like I used to do in the Air Force out of basic training. I might even fell out down there. But, but it means to turn around 180 degrees. He said, repent. Listen to this. Turn away from your idols and turn your faces away from all your abominations. He said, turn around. And if you turn around and quit looking at that stuff, guess what? You're going to be gazing on the face of the Lord Jesus. You're going to be looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Numbers 23 and 19, I believe it's even one of my daughter's favorite scriptures. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor a son of man that he should repent. God not repent. There's no failure in him. As he said, and will he not do it? If God said it, he'll do it. If he has spoken, and will he not make it good? What's that telling me? That's telling me that I can trust God. I'm just telling me I can trust God when the chips are down. I can trust God when everything seemed to be going the wrong way. Because God can't lie. And when he told me that he would never leave me, I'm holding on to that. When he told me he's going to prepare a place for me, I'm holding on to that. When he said that I'll give you that peace that surpasses all understanding, I'm holding on to that. Because sometimes, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes your peace can get upset. You know, where did peace go? There seemed to be turmoil all around me and in the house. But Jesus said, let the peace of God yes. rule in your heart. Ezekiel 18 and 21 again. But if a wicked man turns from all his sins which he has committed, keep all of my statutes and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live, he shall not die. Okay, yes, that was under the law, but look at what it said now. We were in sin. We were in sin and on our way to a devil's hell, but Jesus saved us. How many saved folks? Well, I just take a poll today. How many saved folks in the house? How, how many of you just, just know you're not who you used to be? Yes. Hallelujah. And have God done something? Let me get take another poll here. Have God done something to blow your mind oh, in your right, life? Have he blessed you in ways that you could never think of? Wow. Have you been ever lonely and God gave you companionship? Yes. Have you ever been broke and God gave you some money in your pocket and some food in the refrigerator? Thank you, Lord. Have you ever been without a place to live? Have you ever been without a job? Have you ever, ever, ever been in any situation and God stepped in? In harm's way. Anybody ever been on the freeway and had one of them near-death experiences? And you ain't got time to say, Almighty God in heaven, creator of all, you Jesus! And hallelujah. You open your eyes, you shouldn't be driving your eyes closed, but it's so bad, you close And you open your eyes and everything good. Ooh, hallelujah. And you can't wait to tell somebody what the Lord has done. I'm just talking today about preparing the way for the Lord. Because every day we're seeing travesty. We're seeing trouble. We're seeing death. 
And it's a sad thing because some people are dying without Jesus. Jesus Christ, he looked out over the multitude and he saw he had compassion upon them because people scattered and they were fainting in their minds. They looked to Jesus like sheep without shepherds. We live in a time today where people are angry about everything. Fighting about everything you can think of. What's missing in the scenario? Jesus. You see people looting and killing folks. What's missing? Jesus. And from the White House to the poor house, confusion. What's missing? Jesus. And so how can they hear without a preacher? And how can a preacher preach unless they've been sent by God? And so we are all under the anointing of Jesus Christ, those who have given our life to God. Because see, we, we need to talk about this repentance thing. That there's a repentance that will, will cause somebody to recognize that, that, you know what, I've been going the wrong way. I need to change. I need to turn to God. See, because I remember there's times in my life where I recognized that, but I still didn't know how to do it. I was at a place one time I've shared with the church before where I didn't like looking in the mirror. That's how bad I had got. It wasn't that I was all that ugly at the time. I don't think. But inside, inside I was broken. Inside I was torn. See? But there's also a repentance that leads to salvation. You know, not only do I recognize that I'm wrong, and I, and I need to do something about it. But now I recognize that there's a God in heaven who's saying if I call on him, he'll save me. Yes, praise God. That he will write my name in the Lamb's book of life. That he will take my sins and throw them in the sea of forgetfulness. Uh-huh. Yes. So since now I see faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So now I've heard that. And now I'm saying, God, I'm sorry. For my sin. Please forgive me. And you know what? When you call on God, He hears you. Yes. And He said, and He forgives sin. There's a third repentance. See, uh, probably so many more. But for all of us who are called by the name of Christ, never get in a self-righteous mode to where you don't need to repent. Hello, somebody. I don't I'm just saying now. Because we're not careful, we can take God's goodness for granted. We, we can see ourselves as right and everybody else is wrong. But when we look into the perfect law of liberty, when we begin to look at the word of God and compare ourselves with Jesus Christ, we see how raggedy we are. You know, those thoughts that we think sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes we need to say, God, forgive me. I don't know where that came from. And I don't know why I entertained it. But God, forgive me. I repent. You know, and, and the list goes on with like uh, a million to the fifth power <laughs> of, uh, of us repenting. But really, we need to have a, 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 a consciousness about us, in us, about sin. Because our God is holy. In the Old Testament, it talks about God's temple required absolute holiness. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. You know, I you know I don't want to do anything to make my Lord ashamed. And what I don't want to do either 
is to cause someone else to stumble by what they're seeing in me. That's a sin. You mean a person stopped going to church because you were their example? Oh my God. We live in a time where people don't have a fear of God. Yeah, I'm talking about you see some folks in the church sometimes saying things and doing stuff. And I'm like, whoa, don't you fear God? These are God's people. This is God's house. This is who God has called. He has showed you who he is. How can you live just any kind of way? God is saying repent. So in verse 4, is it written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Have you ever felt like you're crying out to loved ones and they're not listening? You're pouring your heart out, you're sharing where you've been, experiences, and seem like they're still not getting it, but just keep on crying. Keep on living a life and letting folks know that Jesus is Lord. He forgives. Crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Listen, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled. Don't you know that there's some low points in our life? I mean, there's some places where we hit rock bottom, but you know what? He'll fill it. He'll fill that void in our lives. Because we have some emptiness in places. And we got some stuff we have put in some, in, in, in some, in, in some boxes and in some basements in our lives. And it's just there. It's like my garage. It's got, you filled up the garage, then we bought a shed. Then we got another shed. And we just got all that stuff sitting up in the garage and in the sheds. And I'm going to put my wife out there because she said, no, don't you try to throw nothing away unless I'm there looking. Sometimes we have stuff inside that we just carrying around. God want to fill those places. He said, every valley shall be filled, every mountain will be brought low. Those high places will be brought low. He, he said the crooked places. How many know we see some crookedness today? The crooked places shall be made straight. See, Jesus is coming again. And he's coming for a church without spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. We are to be witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be living in a time right now where we're saying in our heart, even so, come Lord Jesus. God, we're going to occupy till you come. But we're looking for you to break the clouds. Yes, yes. Pastor Ralph used to say, oh, this looks like a beautiful day for the rapture. I say, amen. We'd be out there on the golf course. I say, he, he, I'm trying to hit the ball. And he's talking about getting out of here. But we need to live in great expectation. Yes. The crooked places shall be made straight. And the rough places may be smooth. Listen, there's some rough times going on here. Yes. Yes. We ain't never seen no, no COVID before. And now here we are two years into this thing. So many lives have been lost. So many things have been locked down. Churches have been emptied out. But Jesus is still Lord. Yes, he yes. Is. God is still sovereign. Thank you, God. And he wants us to trust him. Yes. For God I'll live, for God I'll die. Swim, sink, and drown. I love this verse 6. It says, and all flesh mm-hmm. shall see the salvation of God. Yes. I want to see his face in peace. Yes. I want to be on the recipient side of God's glory. Yes. Because it says that all flesh shall see this, but some is going to be on the other side and say, what happened? Why didn't I repent? Why didn't I call on him? I don't want to be part of that. 
I, I want to be one of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Yes. He said then, and, and get this, so here's the scene. We talked about the king and, and Pontius Pilate and the high priest and all of these folks who, and, and, and you know what, it's a bad thing when folks feel like they don't need no repentance. When you got folks telling them, everybody else needs to be on the altar except me. Everybody's wrong but me. That's a bad place to be. But, but these folks, do you think Annas and Caiaphas thinking that they need to hear? Because if, if, we, if I had time, if we looked at the book of John and Matthew, uh, we, we'll see that, that, that the Pharisees sent folks to ask John, who you, who you, who you be, man? <laughs> Excuse my Ebonics at this time, but I'm just thinking. <laughs> you know, he says, then he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, Listen how bold this preacher was. Now I'm not saying every we go out and start calling folks snakes. But John in this time and in this season and in this land of Judea where, where Jesus was going to break on the scene and begin to transform lives and, and prepare to give his life a ransom for many. Uh, then he said to the multitude that came out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers. You snakes. My God. Who warned you to flee from the wrath that's coming? So they'll tell me that, that John has some discernment. There's some folks who came from the multitude who would sincerely say, you know what, I repent. Baptize me right now. But some of them came to see what was going on. And see how we can kill this fellow. You know, It wouldn't be long before this same John would be beheaded. Head cut off because of, of telling the truth about Herod and, and, and Herodias and, and their dealings that they had gone. He said, therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Mm -hmm. Don't just come with anything. Right. You know. Don't, and please don't come with some of that. But God, now if, if I've done something wrong. <laughs> anybody ever prayed that prayer? You know, Lord, if, if, you gotta say, you know what you've done. You know who you've hurt. You know what you shouldn't have said. So God said, come clean. Come to the altar. Tell it like a T.I. is. Therefore, bear fruit worthy of repentance and do not begin to say to yourselves, you fellow, you Jews out there he was talking to. Don't, don't y'all say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father. Yeah, we know all Christians look back to Abraham. Uh, the Islam look, look back to Abraham. The Jews look back to Abraham. But he said, listen, don't think just you won't just say Abraham is your father and you live in any kind of way. He said, we have Abraham as our father. They said, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Mm -hmm. Wow, what a powerful God we serve. Yes. God is looking for a people that will love him. We understand that God loves us, but God wants us to love him. Yes. He wants us to understand who he is. And, and, and we find over in Matthew where, where when they sit uh, to find out, who are you, man? What, what are you all about? Uh, uh, he said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. Oh, but I love this part right here. But he, capital H-E, but he who is coming after me is mightier than Whose sandals I'm not worthy to even carry. Sometimes I'm not even worried to untie his shoe. Right. 
He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And some folks say, and with fire. Hiya. No, no. The fire is talking about judgment. That's right. He's talking to the multitude. That's right. So some who repent and believe will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's right. And that with the power from on high. But some will be baptized by fire because they will reject God. And this is why we need to make the path of the Lord straight. That we can be, be instrumental in leading someone to Christ. Because he's loving and he's kind and he's gracious. Joel chapter 2 verse 12 and 13. I'll close with this. Even now, here it is, says the Lord. You think God wants us to get it? Yes. That he wants us to hear what he has to say? Turn and come to me with all your heart. I'm going to read this in the Amplified Version. Even now, said the Lord, turn and come to me with all your heart in genuine repentance, with fasting and weeping and mourning until every barrier is removed and the broken fellowship is restored. Sometimes I've seen saints can't get their praise on because they're heavy with something. Sin, you know, sin will rob you of your praise. Yes. Sin will take the hallelujah out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. See, see, and, and, and we have to understand as believers, sin can break your communion with God. That's right. Mm -hmm. But you yet have your union. See, you're yet connected in him, and he's talking to you, and he's saying, look, get, turn, yes. repent, draw nigh to me, and I'll draw near to you. I'll come in and sup with you. I'll turn your dark yesterdays into bright tomorrow. I'll cause you to hear the joy bells ring again down in your soul. Amen. You know, I, I, I was at a place one time, I'm closing, uh, where I said, I'll never cry again. I'm a man. I've been hurt. Mm, I'm tough. Boy, the Lord got hold of me and I start crying like a baby. I'm like, what's happening? What's, that's the Lord. That's the God we serve. He'll change our heart. And I hate he showed me it take a real man to cry. It take a real man and woman to recognize that without you, God, I am nothing. Right. Yes. He wants to fellowship with us. He wants to restore us. Now return in repentance to the Lord your God. For he is gracious and compassionate. Slow to anger. Abounding in loving kindness. Faithful to his covenant with his people. And he relents his sentence of evil when his people genuinely repent. This is a message of repentance today, but it's also a message to us. Listen, let's get out there as a John the Baptist in 2021, headed to 2022. It's just like when we go out to this uh, shelter this, this evening. Yes, we're taking food. And yes, we're taking activities for the babies. But guess what we're taking? We're taking Jesus. Yes. We're taking Jesus and some of those folks who are homeless, who, who tried to find Section 8, who tried to find a place to live, doors are slammed in their door, in their face. We're taking Jesus to them. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Embrace Jesus. That don't mean all your troubles will be over, but guess what? You got help now. You have mercy and grace now that will help you get past this place in your life. 
We go out there and I pray, God, don't allow these babies yes. that's two years and three and four and five years old and 12 years old, don't allow this time of homelessness, homelessness to affect them for the rest of their life. God, there's teachers here. There's, there's presidents here. There's governors here. There's doctors and lawyers. That's what the word of God will do. So praise God. God bless you all today. Let's make prepare the way for the Lord. Because he's coming again. And he's coming again. And if you're not here for the rapture, he already came for you. If I drop dead tonight, he, it just, the end just came for me. But see, there's people that's dying all around us and they need a word. They need to hear the love of Jesus. Let's prepare the way for the Lord. He's come, you know he's close, closer to coming back than ever. Right now he's closer than he was a thousand years ago. He said when this gospel is preached all over the world, then shall the end come. The gospel is preached everywhere. He says when you see wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes in diverse places, not to mention volcanoes, mother against daughter, father against son, the word of God is true. When you see these things, look up. Because your redemption draws near. Your Savior is coming back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.